Today's scripture reading is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, who was Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there is with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. It is that time of season. It is story time. And we know that Christmas has the best music, does, of any season of the year. It has the best music. But not only does Christmas have the best music, but also Christmas has the best stories. Christmas time tells the best stories. And Christmas tells the best stories because Christmas has the best movies. All every year, the best movies come out at Christmas time, and varieties are told over and over and over again. And we all have our favorites, and they're told over and over again. A Christmas Carol, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Frosty the Snowman, It's a Wonderful Life, and of course, the best of all. Charlie Brown Christmas. You know that. You know that. And we know these. We know these. We're familiar with these stories. We're familiar with these shows. We're familiar with these movies. They're told over and over again. We know them well, right? Right? We know them well. We know them. I think we know them. Well, how well do we know them? We should know them. Well, let's see how well we know them. I got a little quiz for us, okay? Got look, I got a few questions for us. So let's see how well we know. Question one, from whom did the Grinch steal, try to steal Christmas? There you go. That's right. The who's in Whoville. There you go. There you go, Christina. The who's in Whoville. Question two. What did Frosty the Snowman say when he was brought to life? That's right. Happy birthday. Every time. Okay. Question three. How many reindeer does Santa have on his sleigh before Rudolph? Eight. That's right. He had eight. I won't ask you to name them, but I'm sure very few of us could. All right. Next question. Which of Charlie Brown's friends reminded him what Christmas is all about? Linus. Linus. That's right. Linus. Linus. Now, it's interesting. Interesting, beloved. Interesting. We know these shows. We, we know these stories. Whatever, whatever your favorite story is around Christmas time, 
we know them. An interesting thing about it, whether it's Scrooge or George Bailey or Chris Kringle or Frosty or Charlie Brown, we know these stories. An interesting thing about these stories is that as, as various and different as these stories are, they all have a common theme. As various and different as these stories are, they all share a common theme. And it is a theme that is rooted in the very first Christmas. It is a theme repeated in every Christmas since. It is what Linus told Charlie Brown that Christmas is all about. He reminded Charlie Brown that Christmas is a of rejoicing. I think we have the clip. Right? Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Isn't this just beautiful? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Right, Linus. <laughs> That's right, Linus. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what it was about then. That's what it has always been about. Christmas is a time of rejoicing. The who's down in Whoville, the good folks of Bedford Falls singing with George Bailey and his family Charlie Brown and his friends gathered around the Christmas tree singing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, all sharing a common theme. Why do they all at the end of all these shows singing, caroling, and rejoicing? They all take their cue from the very first Christmas. They are all repeating the sounding joy of Christmas. 
repeating the sounding joy. And what joy is that? The joy of when the angel announced the coming of Jesus into the world. That's what Linus was saying. There was a joy that was announced when the coming of Jesus into the world was proclaimed to the shepherds. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, the Bible says, and the angel said to them, For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for that will be for all the people. The message to the shepherds was a message of joy. But not just joy, beloved. Notice what it says. Mega joy. Mega joy. Great joy. Not a message of fear. Not a message of dread. Not a message of condemnation. But the gospel. The good news. Bringing delight. Bringing happiness. Bringing good fortune. Bringing confidence. Bringing reassurance. A message of joy. A message of joy. What is joy? What is joy, beloved? It is the delight of the soul. As it experiences its confidence in God that everything is good and that everything is going to be good and right. Okay? Joy is the pleasure and satisfaction of the heart that comes from being blessed or the confidence. That blessing is on the way. It's that feeling you get when you know that blessing is on the way. You know it's coming. You know? Like a child. That joy that a child feels on Christmas morning. Do you see the, pre- the, the present under the Christmas tree? Because you know blessing is on the way. That's joy. The confidence you feel when you know blessing is on the way. It is a gladness that comes when worry is removed. And peace is guaranteed. That's joy. When when worry is removed and peace is guaranteed, 
That's joy. It is the promise of the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom of God is. It is gladness that comes when worry is removed and peace is guaranteed. It's what you experience in the presence of God, right? In Psalm 1611, this is what we long for. It's what we long for, to be in the eternal presence of God. For we know that in the presence of God, there is nothing but joy, right? In Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is what? Fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is our desire, to be forever in the presence of God so that we would experience the fullness of joy. What is that? The removal of all worry, the guarantee of peace forevermore. Why? Because psalmist says in Psalm 43 and 4, God himself is our joy. Therefore, I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. God is my joy. So what is joy? Well, beloved, we can define it. As I've said, it is the pleasure and satisfaction of the heart that comes from being blessed or the confidence that blessing is on the way. It is the gladness that comes from when worry is removed and peace is guaranteed. We can define it that way. But more than define joy, beloved, I think joy is best described or demonstrated. Because for the Christian, joy is not just a word. Okay? This morning, joy is not just a word. For the Christian... Joy is winning. Okay? Joy is not just a word. Joy is demonstrated in winning. That's what we see in Christmas. That is not just a word. Joy is the sign of winning. For the message of the angel was a message of great joy because it was a message of victory. So it's not just a word. It's winning. It was a message of great news because it was a message of victory. 
Listen, listen to what Isaiah says in Isaiah 52 and verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. The angel came proclaiming victory. When the angel came pronouncing the coming of Messiah to the shepherd, the angel came proclaiming the good news, God is winning. That's the good news. The good news is God is winning. Joy is the winning side. Joy is the winning side. How do you know which side is winning? How do you know which side is winning? Look at which side is rejoicing. The losing locker room isn't rejoicing. That's how you know who's winning. Go to the game. How do you know who's winning? Which side is winning? Look at their faces. How do you know who won the game? Go to the locker room and you can tell who won the game. You don't have to look at the scoreboard. You can look at their faces. You can see the winning side. Winners rejoice. Fear not. God is winning. Christmas at the end of the year. <clears throat> is a good reminder. God is winning. God is winning. And winning is what Christmas is always all about. Is what Christmas is all about. God is winning. God is winning. This is what this this is this is the pronouncement that the shepherd that that the angels is making. God is winning. The good news is that God is victorious. And so he comes to, the angel comes to the shepherds and says, God has won. And so you're winning. The shepherds are winning. Mary and Joseph winning. The wise men winning. Elizabeth and Zachariah winning. Anna and Simeon winning. The little drummer boy winning. Chris Kringle and the children of Summertown winning. The Who's and Whoville winning. Charlie Brown, Linus, and Lucy winning. But even more important than that, beloved, guess what? You and me winning. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. Chapter 8, verse 37. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are not just conquerors 
We are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. The New Living Translation puts it this way, okay? We have an overwhelming victory. That's what it says. We have an overwhelming victory. In other words, it's not even close, okay? We're not squeaking out of victory here. We're not squeaking out of victory over our enemies. We're not squeaking out of victory over sin and Satan. We're not squeaking out of victory. We have overwhelming victory here. In Christ, our victory is complete. The church is winning. The kingdom of God is winning. Winning. Winning, winning, winning. A couple of Sundays ago, uh, Wamba came by my office, and he stuck his head in my office, and he said, uh, you winning? I said, winning what? And he said, winning, winning, winning. And I said, yeah, bro. That's right. Winning, winning, winning. Because that's what we do, beloved. That's what we do. I know, I know, I know, I know. Sometimes it may not seem that way. It may seem like we're losing. And I don't always feel that way. And I'm sure you don't always feel that way. It may, it, it, I know you may feel like you're behind. And I know... You may feel like you're losing. And I know sometimes it seems like you're, you're losing. And, but I want to encourage you this morning that don't worry. And I want you to listen to what the angel said to the shepherd this morning. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Do not be afraid. For I bring you good news. That will be, that will cause great joy to all people. For today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you that is Messiah, the Lord. In other words, we're winning. Did you hear what I said? Don't, do not be afraid. For I bring to you good news that will cause great joy for all people. We're winning. Winning, winning, winning. Or better yet, or better yet, Listen to what Paul says this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. He says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. In other words, winning, winning, winning. Winning. The church is the winning locker room. Did you hear what I said? This is the winning locker room, beloved. Why you look like that? It's the winning locker room. 
I know, I know it feels like sometimes you're losing, but remember, it's only halftime. We're coming here to make adjustments. We just got to make a few adjustments. It's only halftime. It's going to be okay. We make a few adjustments. We, mind, we remind each other of the good news. That weeping endures only for a night. Joy is coming in the morning. The crucifixion happened on Friday. Sunday is coming. The crucifixion was halftime. The resurrection is winning. We winning. And you repeat that sound in joy. I said repeat that sound in joy. Joy till the earth the Savior reigns. Let all their sounds implore. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat that sound in joy. Repeat that sound in joy. Repeat that sound in joy. What is that sound? What is that sound you need to repeat? Winning, winning, winning. Winning, winning, winning. We win it. We win it. As long as Jesus got out of that grave, we win it. Did you hear what I said? As long as the Lord is still alive, we win it. As long as he is still alive, beloved. We winning. Winning, winning, winning. Winning, winning, winning. Winning, winning, winning. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray.